Terry Cohn and Rich Maisel. So, so welcome again, and thank you all for, um, for your pledges, for helping us come very, very close to our goal. Our goal is a million, and I actually have no doubt that we will manifest that. I have no doubt whatsoever. And I really, um, I really honor this amazing prosperity team. They worked. I watched you work. You, I mean, the phone calls, the meetings, the intention setting, the hours, the love that they poured into this pledge drive for all of us. Really, thank you so, so much. Thank you. I missed you guys last week. I really did. I, um, I was sickly last week. Um, and as I was thinking, as I got the knowing like Saturday night, like how sick I was really feeling. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I can't go in tomorrow morning. And I knew I could easily call Kim and Daryl and Linda and it would be covered, which is such amazing testimony to Bodie. And I also got this inner knowing that was like, I wonder if I could evolve to the consciousness where I know I'm not supposed to be somewhere and I don't have to get sick to make it happen. You know what I mean? That'd be really cool. <laughs> I, 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 know, I, thought, I was interested in, in that. So, All right, let's get this party started. Let's do some Bible work today. Are you good with that? <laughs> Talk back to me. I love it. Um, I love diving into the Bible for a couple of reasons because it inspires me deeply because I've had a huge healing. I was the kid who um, never opened the book, was not interested, was all full of judgments about it. Um, what was read to me from it, or the little bits I, I gleaned from it, my very innocent, scared mind didn't know what to do with, so I threw the baby out with the bathwater. And much of my training over the last 20 years um, has been around creating a healing and discovering the mystical um, ah, brilliance and gems of, and miracles that exist within passages in the Bible. I'm not a guy who takes it literally, as I'm sure most of you know, and I assume that you don't either if you're in this particular consciousness. But there's actually nothing wrong with the people that do. Let's establish that first and foremost. Everyone has a relationship with what is occurring in their lives. And although it may appear limited and ignorant to you, um, in their shoes there's something working out. God is in their presence making something happen. So we're here to just receive whatever opening or healing is available for us today. All right? So I want to quote um, James. It is said, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I absolutely loved that quote when I read that earlier this week and just have been dancing in it this week. The first part, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. You know, This idea, what it's really speaking to metaphysically, mystically, is the idea that all goodness flows from spirit. All that is really good and true above represents higher consciousness. There's lots of passages and lots of stories of people going into the upper room, lifting their eyes up into the heavens, going up, lifting out of the world of form, and placing their attention upon a higher consciousness, the, the uh, above presence. This is where wholeness prevails. This is where the eternal life is. This is the consciousness 
that is always anchored in something is working for you. Life is good with no opposites. You can't grasp that spiritual idea in the world of form. The world of form in which we live, much of our training is the world of duality. This good, that bad. This right, that wrong. That consciousness will never reveal the actual truth of your being. We must lift our eyes up into a higher vibration. It is in that consciousness that you begin to awaken to something which is good and true, a divine reality which is in the back of the movie of this world. And back of it is a light. And it flows through all that is occurring. It is magnificent. It is free. And the way that we know that is that we rise up into it. And we affirm that the goodness of this light is flowing. The second part of this idea. Coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I love that part. What it's talking about is the idea that no matter what is occurring in the world, this consciousness, this light, does not change its essence. That which appears to be bad in the world, that which appears to be ill, that which appears to be dying, that which appears to be leaving, diminishing, whatever words we use, that which appears to be not enough of, in back of that is this light And this light does not change its essence just because the world of form is telling a different story about it. That's so important for you to understand that this light, this magnificent life is changeless. It is in its wholeness, its essence, its purity always, always. That's all it knows. That's all that it does in everything. And the best news of all is that this includes you. You are this magnificent light that is brilliant and for free. No matter how you're playing it out, no matter how goofy you're acting, no matter how silly your mind gets, no matter how much you think you're separate from it, you you need this, you want that, no matter how crazy you can make yourself and others, by the way, message for you, no matter how goofy you get, the essence of your being, the light that you are, does not change its reality. It doesn't alter. It alters, its ex- you alter your experience of it, but it does not change. I really want you to get it. It's so important. Imagine a um, flow of, of um, I get ideas in my head that I don't have words for it. Um, and this is really so like, uh, uh, what's it when water flows down a river? A river. That's two syllables, people. (laughs) A river that flows. When it is flowing downhill, when it's coming down, cascading through mountains, and, and, and it continues to flow, it flows by its nature. And, and it becomes inhibited only by, the, by, the, by the, that which the, and the world is, is, is um, contracting it or blocking it from flowing. But its nature, its essence continues to flow. And there is a driving energy within it that is moving it. That is the same. Imagine that being your light. 
Imagine you being an inlet and an outlet for light to flow. And it's just flowing and it's got a natural pressure in back of it. Call it gravity, call it whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's got a law, a pressure that is moving this light at all times, flowing in and out. That's what's occurring, always. The nature doesn't change. The essence of the water remains the same. Beautiful, clean, pure, crystal, lovely. That's the essence of this light. And the thing that blocks it is your thinking about it, your consciousness. The things, and here's the really good news, don't get too hard on yourself. Those are the things that are changeable, able to be changed when you place your attention upon that which is good and true, which is the light itself. That's who we're here to be. That's who we're here to to experience and express. And in that flow, it is said, illnesses are healed. That which appeared to be not enough becomes more than enough. That which appeared to be unlovable becomes lovable. That which appeared to be separate becomes forever connected as one. This light is who we are. It comes from on high. It comes from the consciousness of wholeness, of oneness. We must practice this idea. We must take time to contemplate, to meditate, to pray about this idea because if you are not connected to it on a daily basis as a practice, you will not turn to it in your time of need. You see, we must on a daily level touch the light, think about the light, talk about the light, trust the light, build your faith so when a day comes, if a day comes, which it may You are able, because you have developed your muscle to do so, lean into it quickly. My sister is a a wonderful spiritual woman. She truly inspires me. We have very different beliefs about God, but it's irrelevant because her passion for it and her her love of it truly um, lifts me up. She was laid off of uh, her work back in August. And this is, you know, it's one of those working for 25 years, 30 years for a company, and they lay up a whole group off and she's in her early 50s needing a job, very common in the world. That's what's happening in our culture. People can go to, oh, it's the downsizing. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's China. Oh, it's, I mean, we can go on and on about what we make up. But my sister went to scripture because that's what she does with her life. She was not bothered by it. She said, I've got a vacation. I'll get a job. Now, she sent out lots of resumes, lots and lots and lots, did her due diligence. She did her prayer work and she did her practice. And admittedly, she said to me, because I just spoke with her, she did hit a dark night where she really did get into the race thought of this is, I'm too old, they're hiring younger people, I'm not going to make what I used to make. All of the stories were swirling around and they were causing her to feel down. Monday morning, she picked up her prayer book. And inside that prayer book was the story of increasing your faith, allowing yourself to receive, to receive this light. And she said she closed that book and she spoke her true prayer. And she said, God, I am willing to receive. I am willing for my good, my job to reveal itself. Please bring this to me. And she did however she prays her prayers. And the next day she gets a call from a university who offers her a position. The next day. Now, she did not apply for that position. She did not at all apply. So-and-so knew so-and-so who said, hey, call her. We think this would work out great. The very next day, the phone, you need to hear this. 
She was applying and running all over the place, which we do. There's nothing wrong with that at times in the right energy. But when she surrendered, when she allowed the grace of God to do for her what she could not do, when she lifted her eyes up into the heavens, when she said, this is where my goodness lives, this is where I am sourced and sustained. It is not of my efforting or that which I make up that's going to move me one inch forward. But it is the grace of God that I depend upon, I call upon, and I allow to be made present in my life. That is what moves the mountains, makes the phone ring, and suddenly that which appeared nowhere on the radar rises up as the solution. This is the goodness I'm talking about. This is what's possible for you and for the part of your mind that's going, well, that would never work for me. Just sweet baby, just calm down. Just breathe. This is your message. This is your message. This absolutely must and does work for you. We must think on the things that are good and true because that keeps us lifted up. There's another Bible passage from Philippians 4.8. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. I think it's supposed to go. There we go. Whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything excellent, think on that. Think on that. In the midst when it feels so impossible and the mind is going crazy in fear, when you're walking down the street, expand far, far, far beyond the minutia that has got you seduced and going down the rabbit hole. Rise up. Think on the beautiful sky. Think on the miracle of life. Think on what makes you happy. Listen to the song that makes your feet dance. Do whatever you have to do to shift your consciousness about it. The part that wants to be forlorn and act like it's broken and depressed, that part will argue and fight. It will absolutely. But you need to rise up above that. You need to do whatever you need to do. Move your body. Sing that song. Think on these things. We don't do this to bypass what's happening. We do this because we want to call that forth as our our divine reality. To think on these. How often do you consciously stop in the middle of your insanity and go, no. Beautiful sky. Lovely tree. Family walking by. Become very present, very present to what is here. Right, you, what you will discover is right where you are, there's goodness. Right where you are. And even, <laughs> even if it is looking at a leaf, even if it is the simple things that are around you, we've got to begin somewhere. This is a choice you have to make on your own, for your own. I believe for you to know that flow of light more fully inside of you. Now, the world's going to think you're crazy. The world loves to name things as bad and wrong. The world loves to separate like that. And we do too a little bit. But when you're ready to give that up, don't think the world's going to go, oh, good for you. They're going to think you've become one of those woo-woo people. Right? That's the good news. That means you are awakening. The awakened one sees what is and knows that it is God. The unawakened one sees what should be. The unawakened one. 
puts their attention and their energy on what isn't working, what needs to be different, why life is not good. The unawakened one puts all their energy on what's broken. The awakened one surrenders that whole story and says, in the midst of this, God is. In the back of all that is occurring is a divine reality. My human eyes may not see it, but my inner eye, my inner ear, my internal knowing is singing its song. Singing its song. When you can really begin to get that this whole world, and it's not my wish by any means, but just for this idea, the whole world could blow up, including the body temple you're in, and there would be an essence of you that goes, huh, I am. And a song will continue singing. And you'll probably go make new worlds because it's really fun to do. It's fun to do, to make worlds, to make things up, to even blow them up. It's what we do. It's what we do. But the essence and back of it all continues to sing its song. When you align with that, when you take the time to pray, to meditate, to contemplate, to drink in words of scripture, to build prayer partnerships in your life, to take the classes here that lift you up, when you take the time to feed and nurture your soul, It will meet you more than halfway. It will rush in like that flowing river to to show you, to talk about the grace, to lift you out. And again, the resistance, and you will follow it. Just accept that and love that about it too. It's not a curse. We fall down. So what? So what? Each time we fall down, our getting back up increases our ability to trust it. So even the falling down is about building the muscle, building the faith. The will of God will not take you where the grace of God cannot sustain and maintain you. That is my final quote. That's actually by Billy Graham, which I just was a little surprised, but happy to, uh, I don't don't really care. I just just didn't know where it came from. Um, Yeah, that went over well, didn't it? The will of God will not take you where the grace of God cannot sustain and maintain you. If you could latch on to this, you are forever changed. Because the person who knows that the grace of God is everywhere you go and you cannot be taken where this grace will not sustain and maintain you. When you start to get that, the the game's up. The game is up. It doesn't mean it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't mean you don't feel confused. But deeper than all of that confusion, deeper than all of that which is occurring in the world, is that part that says, this is for me. Nothing, nothing is happening against me. Nothing. This is for me. And right here is my greatest discovery of who I'm here to be. You start to get very actively connected to what's occurring in your life now. It starts to become the place where you love to play. It becomes the place where instead of going, oh, I wish I was over here. I wish that were different. Someday I'll have this and then this will be over. All of that futurizing, fantasizing, negating, and eliminating that never works dissolves. And suddenly the very place you are becomes super interesting. Really interesting. Wow. What's occurring right here is where I'm supposed to be. And in the back of it, inside of it, through it, is this light that is changeless. 
this essence of God, a divine reality. I wonder how I could begin seeing that. I wonder how I could get into relationship with what's happening in back of that which appears to be broken. Isn't that an interesting question? I think that's an extremely interesting question to contemplate. It makes you the observer. It takes you out of this is happening to me. It makes you connect a little bit with something higher and greater. And the moment you latch onto that, even with a pinky, even just a little hold onto that, you begin to have a different relationship with your life. This is what's true, people, and I really want you to hear this. This is what's true. You are the presence of God itself. God said, I've got a great idea. And here you are. Here you are. You are that divinity. You are that magnificent light. You are possible, capable, brilliant, eternal. I could go on and on and on about who you really are. The game we're here to play is not just to know that as some other than experience, some existential thing you can't grab. It is meant to be known, experienced inside of you, and then expressed through that, which, that which you are doing and being in this world. Kim was talking to Kim about teaching her class, or she was telling me um, this idea, and I love it, where, where working with her students here, she was talking about the idea of, I remember it was like goal setting, I don't even know where she went to, she stepped back. But the point was, when they got to their goals, and when they realized what they were, who they were, what their beingness was, who they were here to be, then it was the moment of, that's your purpose. That's what's important. The light that you're here to be, the essence of God, the quality of love that you're here to, that's what you're here to be. And when you become really interested in that, the avenues through which it flows become less and less important. You might get the avenue you fantasize about, yay, but if you don't, yay, it doesn't matter as much because you're so busy being it, loving it, nurturing it, and trusting it. And there's a paradox. There's a paradox. When you're focused on being that light, Loving that light, enjoying that light, less, more than focused on where you think it has to go. This job, that person, this thing. Do you feel the difference already? When, you're, when you release that and you focus on the light, what's really miraculous is it ends up outpicturing, if not exactly what you thought it would look like, it will have so many natural components of what you dreamed about, that it will just tickle you and make you laugh. You know, I used to dream about being some famous movie star dancer. Here I am in front of you. (laughs) But the truth is, my soul is so thrilled. All of the talents required to be here were the same talents I didn't understand. All I saw, the only powerful people I saw were people on the television. They weren't walking around me in my world. I saw power. I said, oh, I want to be that. I didn't get it. But God, the essence of my being did. And when I gave up that, and I said, let me just be this, the natural talent started to be used for good. And it's super fun for me to be up here. I love it. It's what I do naturally. It's my nature. You have that same thing. You have a nature, a natural way of being. 
And when you align with that, enjoy that, nurture that, it will find more and more ways to express. And you really will turn around and go, I am loving this. I'm loving my life because the beingness of who you are is where you're focused on. Are you with me on that? Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. I am that. I want you to get into feeling. God had a brilliant idea. And here you are. Not separate, by the way. God of itself became you. You are that. So I need to to, to really expand even more. Keep breathing.